This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. just want to explain what, what God's been doing in my heart and what He's doing here in this amazing house. And if there's one word above it all, it's the word transformation, or I like to say the word substance. And what substance to me is, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And to me, substance is tangible proof that He transformed you that you're not the same today because he did something. Not you, he did something to you. And you can't fake that. You can't fake that. And if I'm honest with you, I, I have faked that part of my Christian walk. I have faked that. And sometimes we, we don't know we're faking it until we explode <laughs> or until we, we come to the end of our rope and we have to cry out for him. And I know I, I find the transition I found those moments where he did something when I had no plan B. I had no plan B. I was at the end of my rope, and I said, God, if you don't do something, I, I'll do it. I, to the point where it's like, God, do anything. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. And he's always arrived. He always does it. And so tonight I want to really talk about, I'm calling tonight's message. He gave me another title. So it's always a good sign when he gives me a title because he never gives me titles. And it's, I'm calling it Two Kinds of Faith. And we're going through 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, we're just really going to be in that scripture. We're going to read the whole thing. Um, it's not a long chapter. It's a great chapter. Because there are two types of faith, Paul tell, tells us in this chapter. And, and one of them produces, is the biggest thing. One of them, only one of them can give you transformation. But the other one can give you manifestations. You can get actual manifestations. But just because you have manifestation doesn't mean you've changed. Doesn't mean he actually did something to you. And I'll explain it. So if you have your Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And this is Paul, and he's speaking to a church in Corinth. And to me, Corinth is like if San Francisco and Venice Beach had a baby. Um, they were, it was a port city, so it was wild, it was crazy, it was full of philosophical people, it was full of smart people, so you, I think of the Bay Area, right, you got the IT people, the brain people, but then you got Venice Beach, you got the partiers, you got the, you know, the, yeah, you know, the, the, they were doing weird, nasty things, and, and there was a lot of confusion, so I love how Paul really breaks down this life in the spirit, life in the spirit, say spirit. Because that's the key word is, and I love how every time Pastor Gavin says it, it's not by strength, not by might, but by his spirit. You can't fake that. You can't fake that. And it's important that we be honest with ourselves. Are we faking it? You can't fake peace in life. I've tried it. I have a two-year-old. <laughs> Anyone that's raised kid has, has faked it. But there is a part where you can surrender it and have him actually do something to you. And you go, it's gone. What did you do? And that should be every day. That can be every day. That can be every day. It's called praying without ceasing. We actually, hopefully this Wednesday, you looked in the mirror and you went, I'm different this Wednesday. If not, we need to explain. I want to break down these two parts of faith. I'm going to get some light. Um, Dylan, do you know how to flip some of those? Start flipping. See what happens. Oh, man, it's prophetic that you're doing it. Let there be light, man. Yeah, just go for it, man. Play it like a piano. See what happens. You'll find it. Let Holy Ghost lead you. That's good, right? You guys good? Everyone happy? So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, are we ready? Because this guy is going to teach us 
how he transitioned from really the flesh to the spirit. He transitioned from all about I can do it to all about I can't do anything. Now watch him do it through me. To where it wrecked city after city, church after church. And I'm reading this and I go, that, okay, that can happen. That can happen. And God goes, yes, it can. So I want to break it down. This is a great chapter. Are we ready? So we're going to read in the New King James. Is that cool, Roxanne? All right, we're going to be in New King James. Then we're also going to be jumping back and forth to the Amplified Classic. There's two versions of Amplified. Make sure it's got the, the C in there or the OG for camp, uh, what is it? Uh, Amplified Classic Edition. They don't have the classic? Oh, he, I'll have you read it for me. That's her favorite. I remember Training Center. That was her go-to. I was like, man. Are you ready? Here's Paul. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now stop there. I want to read it in the Amplified, verse 4. So this is the Amplified Classic. If you have the Classic Edition in your phone, go to it. This is verse 4. It's the same one. Ready? He says this. He breaks it down. And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, and plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of Holy Spirit and power. Now here's the beautiful part. A proof by the Spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. I'm going to read that again. A proof, proof by the Spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. Verse 5. You can stick here in the Amplified. This is fine. So that, here's the two types of faith. He's saying that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, but in the power of God. Say it again. That your faith, say faith. We've been talking about unhindered faith, right? Unhindered trust, substance, right? Substance of things hoped for. There are two faiths. There's one which is flesh, say flesh, and there's one that is spirit. Now, the engine of the flesh is the, say, brain, and it feeds on its gas that runs this engine, it just says, is what? Human wisdom. Human wisdom. So, I'm going to write here, the fuel is human wisdom, and what that is can't read this, sorry. Pastor Barry's writing was so much worse, so I'm, I'm doing good. Sorry, I just remember Pastor Barry would bring a whiteboard on Tuesdays, and I'd be like, what is that? <laughs> Human wisdom or logic, right? Or I'll give you one more. Information. Information. So flesh, brain, 
human wisdom, runs on human wisdom, logic, and information. Right? We know that, right? Now, spirit... What's the engine? Say it again. Come on, people that come on Sunday. This is why Pastor Gavin is hitting this over and over and nailing down these things. Because we can't keep faking transformation. We should be looking different every week. It's possible when you have a powerful God inside you. Now, you know what fuels this? He just said it. What did he say? What did he say? Don't put your faith in the wisdom of men, but what? Power of God. Power of God. And that word there is dunamis. It is the supernatural power of God. It is miracle working power. It is the power that you can't do. What fuels this is the power you can't do at all. Not beautiful? That set me free. <laughs> because I've tried to do that in this reason, and I'm going, why is there no transformation? Are we good? Can we keep reading now? All right, verse 4, verse 5. We'll go back to the New King James. Is that okay, Roxanne? Yeah, yeah, verse 5. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Once again, say dunamis. That is, if you look it up, it's strength, power, ability. It's power for performance of miracles, inherent power. Whew. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for, your for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, we ready? But God has revealed them to us. Say, this is me. Through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Verse 12, say, this is me. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Now here's why. Here's why. That, whew, I love this, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Look at verse 12 in the Amplified. I'm just going to read it. This is the Amplified, what did I say, classic? I love this. Look at this in verse 12. It's beautiful. Now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God, given to us that we might, ready, 
realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. Praise Jesus. God for the Holy Ghost. Why have I been doing it without him? Anyone else? Just me. I know. I'm a pastor. I should be fired. Um, Verse 13. These things we also speak, not in... I'm going back to New King James. I'm sorry. If you want to stick in the Amplified State, it's juicy. These things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. This is huge. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual, please say, that's me, that is very much you, judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of of Christ. Now I'm going to read that in the um, Amplified real quick, verses 13 to the end. You're doing, you're doing good. I'm going to start in verse 14. Amplified classic. But the natural, non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are folly, meaningless, nonsense to him. And he is incapable, say incapable, of knowing them, of progressively recognizing and understand and becoming and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. But the spiritual man tries all things. He examines, investigates, inquires into, questions, and discerns all things, yet is himself to be put on trial and judged by no one. He can read the meaning of everything, but no one can but no one can properly discern or appraise or get an insight into him. Verse 16. For who has known or understood the mind, the counsels and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah. And, ready? And do hold, say, I hold. See, I hold in me the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. We have that. It's there. It's already there. You're in it. It's in you. Amen? Now, we have to discern where we've placed our chair. Because sometimes I I have done this. I thought I was here, but I was actually here. Here's why. Now, I want to break this down. We're going to go back to the two types of faith. Now, this one, here's the reality of this. I can get this here. Can you guys read that? It says manifestations. I can get manifestations here. I've done it. I've taken the word of God, and I've got out and prayed for several people and seen healings. And then went home and masturbated and looked at porn. I'm serious. I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen manifestations. This doesn't stop that God is good. 
I've seen manifestations. And I thought, okay, I'm doing there's something. But if I'm honest with you, only in this realm can I experience spelling it wrong. Only can experience transformation. This is where we have to live from. Because here, what's the fuel? Dunamis, the power of God. I can't do it. Now, how do we recognize where we're here? So another way to say it is this. Really, with manifestations, Jesus said it in um, oh, it's my Bible. Jesus said it this way. This is in Matthew. You don't have to go there. Just listen. Seven. A lot, a lot of you know the scripture. He says this. Many of you, this is 722 if you want to write it down. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me who practice lawlessness. Can I be honest with you? That's me. That was me. 100%. 100%. Because how can I, how, how, how can I be honest with you? Because he didn't do anything to my heart. I didn't change, but I saw things. That means nothing to God. The Bible doesn't say the world is going to get saved by your manifestations. It says they will look at you in John 17 and know that you are in me, I am in you, and that he did something to you. That he did it. Because only he can get glory. Does this make sense? It's only in this area. In fact, this area, when I did this, I became very prideful. I'm doing the right thing, guys. I have testimonies. But I didn't have the testimony of he changed me. It's just making sense. Because this can be scary because I got lost here. Thank God for Pastor Gavin preaching this. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not changing if I'm honest with myself. And that was hard. A lot of times we don't make to this area because we don't, we, we, we don't want to admit we're not changing. We can be safe living by habit. And a lot of times we don't get here. I didn't get here until recently because Pastor Gav was preaching this. I, a lot of you know it from Sunday, I blew up on my son and scared the bejesus out of him. And I said, where's the change? There is none. But I got to a point where I did this. You know what got me out of this? I said, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. This has to go. And I did something that this guy never wants to do. I'll wait. I'll wait for him. Because he has to do it. My natural man never wants to wait. My spiritual man says, I have no choice but to wait. Because he's got to do something. And if I do that, and if I'm unmoved, he will do something. It's just making sense. Paul said it this way, verse 2. What does he say? I determined to know nothing. What kept me here, and even seeing this, and being like, okay, I'm making this work. If I'm honest with myself as a pastor, I've, I've done that. I'm making this work. I can do it. Now, in this realm, this realm 
and this is the word that Pastor Gavin uses on Sunday that I love, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. And I think I said it to Ralph, and he's like, crap, that's me. <laughs> I love being in relationship with people. <laughs> this one's impulsive. This one will wait. This one will react to the natural. This one will say, I know nothing. I'm going to wait. This guy will go through things. And if he's impulsive, what does this guy do right away? What does the carnal man do? He says in Romans 8, the carnal man can't receive this. Why? Because this guy starts doing this. He starts to, sorry if you can't read this, he starts to plot. He starts to scheme. He starts to make plans, right? He takes the, and I'll do it, I've done this here. He'll stay in the logos and scheme with it, and I've done it. But if I want change, I'll have to wait. I've been hearing this word over and over for the past month. Something about waiting on God. Because you don't get transformation without it. Psalm 62. Can you go to Psalm 62 um, in the New King James? And we're going to just read the first few verses. Yeah. Are we ready? Truly, my soul silently waits for God. This is David. For, ready? For him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. I want to read that again. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. They consult to cast him down from this high positions. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. Verse 5, he repeats himself. My soul waits silently for God alone. Why? Why do you? What are you waiting for? For my expectation comes from him. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I've been in this realm thinking I'm in the right type of faith, and I've used Logos to get my expectation. My God, this is how I think it should look. That's not dunamis. That's my reason and logic. That's me using human reasoning without Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit's always going to call me to wait. For what? What am I waiting for? Rhema. His voice. God said, you can't have this if you have plan B's because you won't wait. A lot of us have contingencies. If God doesn't show up, I have. We live in North America, people. We're so comfy, yes? We're wondering why we don't see the dunamis so much. This is what God told me. Abel, you have plan B's. We were worshiping two Sundays ago. It was right before Pastor Bebe gave a word, which kind of went similar. We were worshiping, and I saw, this is when he kind of downloaded this to me. I saw Jesus in the middle. We were all praying, pre-service prayer. Big Jesus, smiling. But I, I saw this little box, like, a, um, you know those boxes you see in movies when people get fired, they walk out? 
you know, and they fell with, well, it was behind him. And uh, we were there, and I, I kind of peeked, and it was that box. And it said, Plan B. It said, Plan Bs. And I was like, okay, what is that? And he said, anything where you're not waiting. Any area of your life where you're not willing to wait for me to do something. And I said, wow, I have a lot of those. If I'm honest, how do I know I have a lot of them? <laughs> because I'm not changing. If I look the same this Wednesday than I did last Wednesday, something's wrong. Yes? If God is in me and there's dunamis in me, something's off. Something's off with my brain and my mind and something's going on. Because if I have dunamis, I should be changing. Yes? Talk to me. And only he can do that. Only he can do that. And I can't fake that. When I talked about my son, I had no choice but to say, something's going to evil hump. God, if you don't do something, something evil might happen. Seriously, something evil might happen. So I got to a place where I literally said, tell me to do anything, I'll do it. And he finally said, oh, yay. <laughs> but he had to get me to that point. Why? Because I can't raise a two-year-old without him. I can't do it. I'll kill him. Honestly, no, I'm not kidding you. My dad scared the bejesus out of me as a kid. My father made me pee my pants one time. Scared me. I was in middle school. He ripped my shirt and like cut me and I literally peed my pants. I don't want to be that for Judah. I can't fake it anymore. So I'm going to wait. Because only in this arena are we ready for this. The whole purpose of this, if you're taking notes, the whole purpose of putting your faith here is this one thing. One thing. This is it. This is the one thing. You ready? You ready? The purpose of putting your faith here is to receive his love. Because only his love will change you. Perfect love casts out fear. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. He has to love you. Which means you wait in expectation. I will never encounter a loving father here. I'll get information about it. I'll get logic and reasoning. But it won't change me. But in the spirit, I encounter it and he does it. Now, how do we get here? We have to learn to get out of the brain. We have to. This is what Paul is teaching that I'm realizing everywhere. How did Paul get out of the brain? What did he say? Once again, I'm determined to know. In other words, I can't do it. Every day was, I can't do it. And it caused him to wait to rely on Rama, to wait every aspect of his life on dunamis. That's why he saw so much. This guy, we live in North America, people. We are so impulsive, if you're honest with me. You're on 66. How impulsive are you? Don't lie to me. He's listening. <laughs> but if I'll dare sit with him, pull my car and say, wait, this has to go, I wonder what he would do to you. Are you willing to pull over and wait? Or do you have a plan B? You don't get transformation with plan Bs. I've tried it. I've tried it. Is this making sense? 
go to First Corinthians chapter three. Um, we're, we got to end soon. My wife is back there with the little ones. Um, First Corinthians chapter three, just 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 the beginning part, um, and then we'll jump ahead. Because you, you got to remember, this is this is Paul. He he lived here before he met Jesus. He lived with the I can do it to the point where he's murdering Christians. Why? Because he's so determined that he knows God. I've, I, I still do that sometimes. I make decisions like I know him. And God's like, dude, what are you doing? You're scheming again without me. You're on autopilot just making things. And I'm like, okay. Wait. This is a discipline every single one of you have to learn. Now, if you look up this word, it means very many things. You know what one of this word means? It means to be struck dumb. In other words, get out of your head and be silent because you can't do it anymore. So we wait. Expectation. So Paul's talking to the Corinthians. He's still going. Next chapter, verse 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. Can I tell you, that was me three months ago listening to Pastor Gavin. I was so immature, I could not receive what he was preaching. Why? Because I got it. Why are you teaching brain and mind? I got it. I don't. How do I know? Because I look the same every Wednesday, so something must be off. I don't got something. Yes? So he's trying to feed us with something. Humble yourselves. Be like Paul. Know nothing. Know nothing. I'm going to say, become dumb. Become an idiot. Because that will get you out of your brain. A lot of you are saying, Abel, that's blasphemy. No, it's actually Paul. I'm about to read it to you. Look at the same chapter. Now look at verse, we'll end with this. Look at verse 18. This is in the Amplified Classic. I'm going to Amplified Classic because it's going to hit you. Let no one, this is Amplified, let no person deceive himself. If anyone among you suppose that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool. Let him discard his worldly discernment and recognize himself as dull, stupid, and foolish without true learning and scholarship that he may become really wise. I'm going to read that again because I need to hear that because my pride still likes to creep in. Let him discard his worldly discernment and recognize himself as dull, stupid, and foolish without true learning and scholarship, that he may become really wise. Now you could read the rest on your own. The foundation of this guy is I can do it. The foundation of this guy is I can't do it. So I get to wait. I have to get Rama. And a lot of us, we don't wait for Rama because we haven't figured it out or we have plan Bs and we don't give him the time. Where are you with your walk? This is where you have to do an honest assessment of, can you point to the, 
he did something. Now, I feel like we all have experienced this. We all got born again. But somehow in the middle of our walk, we've stopped. Or I was, I'm sorry, I was just talk to me. I stopped. I literally stopped. I'm saying I wasn't having fun with God and doing this, but I'm like, where's the dunamis? I had to be honest. Where is it? I'm seeing like little things, you know, I'm seeing little manifestations. I'm seeing, but where is it? It's in my plan B's. So I've never had it. I had to come to the end of, I got it. As um, Nate said, I was playing this, he said, uh, oh, that's your password. <laughs> it's like how you know I log into a computer. You know how I log into the spirit? <laughs> I can't do it. And the Holy Spirit goes, yay. And so I wait. That's my password to get out of my brain. I can't do it. Yay. I can't do it. I've tried doing it, and I'm squeezing my son's arm to where it's turning red. I'm just going to be honest with you. And so I'm going to wait. And now in the morning, I don't recognize this guy. Why? I waited. He did so. It's real. I'm, he, it's real. I swear to God, this is real. This is the biggest thing I'm learning. There is something inside here that will satisfy you. You will be satisfied. Because now week by week, I'm changing to the point. This is where I'm at now where I'm like, God, this is kind of fun. He's like, I know, right? Because you know what this one is? This one is death. What is this one? Life and peace. And you can't fake that because it comes from him. Life and peace. Life and peace. Life and peace. When I blow up my tire, there's life and peace. When my son now is smacking my wife, I, it's there. And I'm going, oh, my God, it's there. Is this making sense? This is huge. The world is waiting for this. Not you doing fancy things with this. I've done it. it. Sucks. I hate acting. Though I am good at it. I minored in theater arts. Sorry, is that funny? <laughs> Makes sense, all right? Mama gets me. All right, I'll say this last thing. Um, I think with with all this, Paul tells us, you get to choose where you put your faith. You get to choose, but only you can be honest with what's going on with your heart. Only you can do that. You can be okay with, hey, I'm doing the right thing. Or you can be with, I might be doing the right thing, but something is wrong here. There's no life in peace. Only you can be honest with that. Now, your option here is to wait. And if you don't want to wait, that's okay. I, I, I didn't want to wait. Why? Because he took too long. Just being honest. I got it. I got it. Look, it's, it's, it's getting better. My patience is getting better with him. If I'm honest, it wasn't. But... My, my, my actions got a little better. You know, my acting skills got better. I'm telling you, you, you can't fake this. Just be honest tonight. If there's any areas where you're actually faking life and peace, you'll know. When you have it, you know. Because you look in the mirror and you go, holy boop, you did something. No, I'm serious. You can't fake this. Remember, the fuel here is he has to do it. He does it himself. He could not take out, I could not take out my anger. He did it himself. <sighs> Praise God. You have to go on your own journey 
from out of your head into the spirit. And I'll say it again. The posture of this guy, please write this down of this whole thing. The posture of this is one thing. It's not to scheme. It's not to plot. It's not to start just going. The posture here is to receive. That's it. It's receive. What are you receiving? Because you can't do it. Some of us, we try to get into the spirit. We start working and God's like, what are you doing? Anyone? We're like scheming again. It's like, I'll use this scripture. And God's like, what are you doing with that scripture? Like, what are you doing with that scripture? I've done it. I've, I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's biblical, right? I'm laying hands. He's like, dude, look at you. Right? So you're on the journey out of your head into the spirit, into the heart, into the mind to receive. This guy is impulsive and works. This guy receives and will wait. Now, I'll end with this and then I'm done because I talked a lot about this guy and I feel so bad I talked so negative about him. I have to erase all this now. I'll end this. <sighs> this is absolutely beautiful. This is what God formed in Genesis. He used dust and that's what this was. There's nothing evil about this. It's just when you let the tool run the show. This is beautiful. It's just, it just wasn't meant to be the engine. That's all. This world teaches you this is the engine, right? Get your degrees, get this. It just, it, it's just like, you got it. You, you smart, you smart. How many PhDs you got? It's, this is what science can't prove. We're going to show the world that. And the other thing is this, and I feel like I have to say this, because I meet with a lot of men, a lot of people, and, and they say, I don't feel that mind of Christ thing. Like, I still have those thoughts. You know, I get these thoughts in my brain, and I have to remind them. The last scripture in 1 Corinthians 2 is, he gave you the mind of Christ, not the brain of Christ. You're in the wrong arena. If my brains are off, I... I, I I, it's not a heavy thing. It's a tool. It's like my tires are low. Just fill it with tires. It's like, just go, go back here. A lot of us, we make our thoughts so heavy. Stop. That's not his arena. His arena is over here. We're learning this new arena, this new realm, this new, a whole new world, right? Don't you dare close your eyes because there's so much. This will satisfy. Is this making sense? I'll say it again. He gave you the Mind of Christ, not the brain of Christ. That freed me. Because a lot of times my thoughts go bad places and I go, oh, I go, here I go. And God's like, whoa, I'm not there. I'm like, oh yeah, you're here. Okay. So now I could sit and wait. Okay. Right? Or like Pastor Gavin says, I control old delete, baby. It's the computer. My computer doesn't run me. I run my computer. Got that? So I, I don't, yeah, yeah, this is, I don't got to work on this. Transformation will cause me to manifest. There is a difference. Romans 8 says the world is waiting for sons and daughters to manifest. That comes from here. Only Holy Spirit reveals you're a, you as a son and a daughter. Amen? Okay, Holy Spirit, is there anything else? I'm going to wait.
Yes, Lord. This all comes down to he loves you. That's it. That's it. It was the goodness of God that led Paul to repentance. It was the loving kindness, as he tells Titus. When you receive his loving kindness, you will repent. You will change. You will change it. Why? Because I'm experiencing this in my life. He tastes better. So I've been on this journey. I just want to share just real quick what he's doing in my life personally, because I can, I can affirm to it now, to where I've tasted this more and more. Now it's become an addiction. Just like I used to be addicted to porn or other things, this has become my addiction where this is the newest thing I did with God. I said, God, I, I want to enjoy more now because I, I, I breathed this in and I went, oh my God, that's real. Okay, how do I get more? And he said, Abel, um, stop buying wine. I was like, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I drink at least two glasses of wine a night. Sometimes a bottle. I'm a big guy. It goes good with dinner. And I said, and a part of my brain went, you're going to miss it. And I'm like, will I? Anyways, one day I just stopped. And I just enjoyed him. And I was like, oh my God, this is real. And I went to a party recently and I had a glass of wine. And I could honestly say this from the bottom of my, my heart. <laughs> I could say it. His kisses taste better than wine. And you can't fake that. Good luck. I've tried it. That's why I needed so much wine. I didn't know that. I just being honest with you. Now I'm doing another thing. How do I get more? Okay, now I'm waiting. Now he says, the other thing he said about no wine, he said, Abel, it affects your nighttime because I want you to explore when you're sleeping. I'm not a dreamer. Guess who's starting to get dreams? Amen. <sighs> He's doing it. But I'm waiting. I've tasted. I'm like, it's becoming addicting. I'm telling you, it's it's addicting. When you when you catch this thing, it is it is it's addicting. You're just like, I'll do anything. What else? What else? What else? Like it just it just because this is meant to satisfy you. This can only satisfy you for so long. Then you're gonna want more and more and more. You'll never get it. This is he does it. He fills your cup. He's the chef. He's the bartender. Your job is just to feast. I'm done. Um, I'm done. I'm sorry. Um, last thing. I want to, if you want this, if you want this, I put this in my shower. The, the boys and I, every Tuesday night, we do a Bible study, and we've been reading Jean Goyan's Experiencing God Through Prayer. If you struggle waiting, um, grab one of these. Jean Goyan has a book called Experiencing God Through Prayer, and I've asked Pastor Gavin about it, and he was like, yeah, please do it with the men. I said, yes. Um, and it's just about simple checklists that you can do to begin prayer, how to get out of the head into the heart. You ready? To receive. A lot of us have trouble just putting a posture of heart to receive. We like got to work or something. And God's like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're, you've been doing that long enough. How's that going for you? So this is a simple checklist that I, that I actually keep in my shower. Um, if you want it, I have, uh, I hope enough copy. If you want it. Um, do you want me to read it to you so you can write it down? Okay, okay. Um, Okay, okay, I'll just read it quickly. So I'm just going to give you the definition. Prayer, this is her definition of prayer, by the way. Prayer is nothing more than turning our hearts toward God or spirit and receiving his love in turn. That's how you know you were in prayer or not. Did you receive his love? You'll know. You can't fake it. The simple requirement is that you must learn to pray from your heart and not your head. And here's how she does it. Forget yourself. You have to practice this. Think only of him. Forget your past. And be satisfied with the present moment. 
And the last one is just begin. Just begin. When you drive and your brain's going to start kicking up. Remember yesterday? Remember this? I can practice. I'm going to forget myself. I'm going to forget my past because in this realm, ready? You have no past. He's dealt with it. The forgiveness of sins. Love. Love keeps no record of wrongs. This is that realm, baby. He wants you to experience it. So I can forget my past, forget myself, focus on him. And the other thing is to wait. And another translation here is sit and don't move. It takes practice. It's inconvenient. All right. We'll pray us out. We're out of here. No, I'm just kidding. That'd be so cool if I did that. Just put your hand on your heart and just close your eyes. (sighs) Father, we thank you that you're already home. You're already home. Holy Spirit, guide us, lead us into this whole new world and realm of being your beloved, receiving. That if we've been striving and trying to fix things ourselves, we come to this realm to surrender, to say, we can't do it. That means waiting. Holy Spirit, show us what that means individually. It's going to be different for all of us. So Holy Spirit, we just ask you, what does waiting for you look like? How do you want us to wait for you? Because we know you're going to talk. We know you're yearning to use your dunamis in us. So help us get out of the head and into the heart. We can't do it. We don't want to do it. Some of us have... We have depression, we have anger, we have control issues. Some of us are in debt, and we're here going, we can't do it. We need you. So teach us how to wait. In Jesus' name, amen.